You are listening to Mark Hatmaker Rough and Tumble Raconteur. This is a grab bag of old school Western martial arts, resurrected indigenous ways and empirical musings tinged with a heavy dose of respect, admiration, let's call it hero worship, for these hosses of yore. Crew, this is Mark Hatmaker coming to you from the Comancheria. Today I'm going to uh, talk about golf. It's actually combat sports, but it's going to be uh, golf will be our kind of analogy uh, entry point. Uh, It's actually going to, when I say read, I'm actually am going to do a good deal of reading for you because we went to take a look at the uh, legendary sports writer, uh, Paul Gallico, was writing in the heyday of, uh, you know, good good old boxing and wrestling. This is actually coming from a piece called Keep Your Head Down that he wrote in 1937 addressing golf. Now, Gallico had lots of wonderful insights on boxing, wrestling, and the old school game. But uh, I find that this particular extract that he wrote on the game of golf actually applies very much to uh, how many of us, not all of us, many of us wind up going wrong when it comes to uh, martial arts training. And uh, I'll read this extract and we'll have a little bit of... uh, Uh, editorializing along the way. So to his uh, Mr. Gallico, quote, the average American businessman golfer has little time for the game and even less practice. He either does not know or will not learn that to swing a golf club in a proper arc calls for more coordination, timing, instruction, and practice than perhaps any other sport with the possible exception of pole vaulting. A minute error in a golf swing is so quickly multiplied, exaggerated, and penalized that by the time the club head reaches the ball, the swinger might just as well be wielding a broom. There is actually only one way to make a golfer, provided a man has any aptitude for games and coordination and isn't trying to swing past a bay window that obscures his vision of the ball at his feet, and that is by good instruction, patience, and practice. Uh, unquote. Now, so far, that's just been golf, and I'll make sure we'll be clear on this. As we go forward on this, every time we're mentioning golf, I want you to think about any instructional ad- aspect for uh, martial arts. So I don't care whether it's Filipino martial arts, boxing, wrestling, jujitsu, what have you, anything you might have consumed in a book, and a blog, and a podcast, uh, and a YouTube video, and the old school uh, DVD uh, when you're looking at it, because often this is what we can find, and other people who've been around the game long enough can tell you that, that this uh, surface consumption often uh, throws us uh, way off the path. Let's get back to Gallico. He's talking golf, but remember, our ears are not hearing the word golf. The man setting out to learn the game can always acquire the first, but because we have the best uh, golf teachers in the world, the other two, though, there's something else again. This being a mechanized error, the player expects his faults and defects to be corrected and compensated for by his tools. The golf club uh, designers have done this uh, so far by being able to give him irons and wood so matched, weighted, and balanced that they all swing alike. The only trouble is that when he swings them all, he swings them badly, and they have invented and perfected an enormous, heavy-handed blasting club that will explode a ball out of sand if the welder hits it within a foot of it and explodes most of the trap out with it. This is the closest thing to a foolproof golf club yet marketed, and yet it has made the duffer happier because he has no interest whatsoever in the delicacies and niceties of the niblick play out of the bunker. All he wants to do is get out. On a quote, we'll go back to it again in just a moment. Again, think about any gadget. We had, I don't care, it's just uh, you know, the weapons, the, the, the newest, sweetest sauce, the thing with the nicest edge on it. Uh, you know, To swing a weapon well or to fire a weapon well, uh, you can have the most expensive one, but if you still got poor technique, you got poor technique. Costly upgrades and material doesn't mean that we have upgraded ourselves. And this all gets down to the point of it. We mere exposure or a tiny bit of time spent with it 
no-go. We usually just go back and re-entrench our old habits. Let's go back to uh, Mr. Gallico again. Quote, the designers have done uh, what they're able to, but it hasn't been enough for the, uh, <laughs> the standard player because he will not practice. He has very little time anyway, and except when on vacation, most of his golf is confined to Saturday afternoons and Sunday mornings. And again, that gets back to us. Usually how many of us have to train. We've got day-to-day jobs, and you maybe you have some a couple of times a week, the weekdays, or maybe it's all uh, weekend play. And then whenever we do, do we really get down in there in the nitty-gritty of it? Back to Mr. Gallico. And furthermore, he is not particularly amenable to instruction. That is, not until it is too late. When he first begins to take lessons, the swing feels all wrong and the grip is awkward. Well, it is awkward. The natural tendency is to take the baseball grip on the end of the golf stick and soak the ball with the right hand, but the club is held in the fingers with the hands in a strangely unnatural position and the impetus for the blow comes from the left hand. The beginner immediately thinks that the professional is trying to school him in a style to which he is not physically adapted and as soon as he gets out of the sight of the teacher, he does it his own way, uh, the one that feels natural to him, hits an occasional good shot, quite by accident, and is heard announcing in the locker room, you got to keep away from those damned pros, they ruin your game, unquote. Now, that is often the case. Uh, most of us start out in this game alone, or, uh, you know, just assuming you got it down, you throw with a heavy bag, you roll around with some friends, uh, you grab the sticks, you swing them, you grab an axe, and you swing, and you think, yeah, perhaps you got it down. Maybe you watch a tutorial here or there, you read an article here or there, and you do something, and you think you got Got it. It's a no-go. Uh, if we take, uh, you know, something in, uh, well, something as easy as, and then that's the that's the skill that you constantly entrench within yourself. I can't tell you how many times someone comes and says, "Hey, uh, let me see your jab," and they throw it. And they've been throwing it for decades, and they throw it, and you see, it. there's no tensioning, there's there's none of the pivot, uh, there's none of the paying attention to the axis, and it's just it's not right. And you try and get it where it is, but you realize, in a sense. It's really only a handful of people who are going to really absorb and throw, really empty that cup and say, yeah, let me, let me get this right. Because we've done so much a particular way for so long. We started off perhaps not on the wrong foot because, you know, it's always the right, your heart's in the right spot by wanting to do it. But uh, it's not starting with the proper deflection. It's not the way to go. It's like, you know, watching someone, uh, you know, swing an axe when you see, man, your facing's all wrong. You, know, you don't even have the right pivot in the wrist or whatever. And so whenever they think, oh, I've swung an axe, I've cut down a tree before. But it didn't mean you cut it down well or efficiently. It doesn't mean you can swing a battle axe right. Just because the tool is in your hand means you're willing, you have a battle axe. doesn't mean you're a battle axe fighter. It just means you're someone who's holding the tool. Now, often we think we will be better because we got better mechanisms. We got uh, the best up-to-date gym equipment or weaponry. Uh, let me kind of switch off uh, uh, to another area of expertise, not mine, of course. Um, let's talk about in the area of, of music. Uh, ZZ Top, Billy Gibbons, wonderful guitar player. Uh, he tells a story of years ago uh, playing a concert. And we all know the man can lay down, rip, and roar, and play. Uh, after one of the shows, he overheard two guys talking, I guess both amateur uh, guitar players at one point, and one guy said dismissively, yeah, I could play like that if I had that setup. And Gibbons heard that, and uh, he realized this guy's assuming this, this is the gear. Uh, it's what the amateurs are thinking anyway. And since then, he would always, uh, whatever town he would win in there for a good stretch of concerts, he would tell them, go to the local guitar store, buy one off the wall, and don't set it up. I mean, we'll just, you know, we'll tune it. That's the one I'll play. And he was proving a point. I can do this. It's me doing this. It's not this piece of gear. It's not this machine. It's not the guitar. He says, it's me. It's the time I put in. 
And that is often the case when we are pursuing more and more and more, we're forgetting it. Maybe it's you. <laughs> You've got to make sure that whatever the, the, the nimbleness of the fingers and the expression and the finesse is on the person. Uh, Billy Gibbons can make, you know, a, a cheap knockoff. Strat, sound great. Man, whereas many of us think, I don't sound that good, but if I had this, I'd be better. If I had this particular semi-auto, I'd be better. If I had this uh, uh, standard of blade, I'd be better. And then sometimes it's the same thing with just instructional materials for empty hand stuff. You think, if I had this, I'd be better. If I had this, I'd be better. And sometimes it's going right back to that very beginning to getting the, the proper grip on the uh, on, on the golf club or to getting the proper stancing. They'll get the, the perfect version of the armbar. I mean, everyone knows what a jab looks like and knows what an armbar looks like, but I'm I'm not going to lie, often whenever you get down and going, but when you get in the nitty gritty, you're going, that really just looks like it. It's not necessarily it. The same thing when Mr. Billy Gibbons' ZZ Top is looking at someone with a guitar. Yeah, you're holding the guitar and that's the D chord, but is this really it? So the purpose of the Billy Gibbons story and the Paul Gallico story is often uh, all of our hearts in the right place when we start out, but we're often what's standing in our own way, assuming that any error that must be corrected is going to be the next bit of technology, whether that technology be the new weapon, the new piece of gear, or the newest piece of instructional thing. Yes, these things can all help. This isn't anti any of this. Hell, that's how I make me live in this. Uh, selling instructional, but it is about make sure you're getting the nitty-gritty of it. Just not surface observe and go through. There's a reason for all the details being thrown out there to make sure we're getting it right from the beginning so we don't go in and start fostering poor habits that we can't correct down the road and later on some, hey, this isn't for me. I can't tell you how many times we've got someone who's great martial artist, been playing for a long time. Maybe they've only grappled to get the striking. Yeah, I just don't feel comfortable doing this. So they don't or vice versa. I've never grappled and I'm not comfortable just doing this. It's the same sort of story. You've, uh, by getting in there and grabbing at the very beginning the proper grip on the club, the, the, the progress is astonishing. Uh, but we can't res be resistant to what the basics, the fundamentals might be. Now, uh, with that in mind, uh, Gallico's story of Keep Your Head Down, 1937, if you want to you know, dig it out, it goes on and on in that similar vein, just talking about how often it is. Uh, it's, we stand in our own way just by not going, what, what are the fundamentals? How do we do this? And then we'll, many will blame uh, outside parties <laughs> rather than themselves. Now, the whole point of this particular sermon, as it were, is not to so much blame ourselves, to make sure we always got the critical eye on ourselves and making sure that we pay strict attention to everything, every aspect, whether we're talking weaponed work or unweaponed work, the devil is indeed in the details. Now, end of sermon, uh, sell part. I'd love to have you come aboard. Let me uh, sell you some devilish detailed stuff. Uh, take a look at our store, extremeselfprotection.com, uh, also aka the Black Box Warehouse. Uh, obviously, like, support, share, subscribe to the podcast. That's terrific, too. Or take a look at our blog, Indigenous Ability, where we discuss such things all the time. And our particular focus is old school combat, you know, boxing, wrestling, frontier rough and tumble. And I guarantee you it is all uh, historically accurate and viciously verified. Take care of yourself, crew. Have a good one. Well, if you dig what we just discussed today, uh, I'd like to invite you to like and subscribe to the podcast. Hell, support it if you want. I'm not your dad. Do what you want. And if you're a glutton for punishment, uh, just visit our website, extremeselfprotection.com. You'll find links to the blog, all of our products, and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of more pages of like musics. <laughs>